Hello and welcome to The Web Surfers. I'm your number one host, Fox. And I'm your number two host, Bella. And this week we're talking about dating. From historical courting customs to first dates from hell, we're covering it all and we're searching the oceanic depths of the internet to help us do so. Right, so before we start surfing, um, I need your opinions on dating. Sure. Do you like dating? Do you enjoy going on dates? Do you like it online dating? Give me the rundown of your <laughs> your dating opinions. That was quite a lot of loaded questions. That was a questions. lot of questions. Uh, so I'll strip it back. Do you go. like dating? Do you like going on first dates? No. Mm, there's something kind of exciting about it. Like, there's exciting possibilities. But I will say, I'm in a very happy and committed relationship. And I, if honestly, if, if God forbid, I was put back in the dating scene, <laughs> um, I don't think I would do well. I think I would flounder. And I think I'd probably become a hermit. Yeah, I honest, I feel exactly the same way as somebody who's also in like a long term committed relationship and has not been in the dating pool, yeah, uh, for a very long time. I've yeah, I've been in a relationship. I've been married for nearly four years and been in a relationship for five over five, yeah. and so I haven't been in the dating scene since I was twenty and. I can't go. I can't go back to it. No, I couldn't, I couldn't do it again. I've only certainly been not in this relationship for like ten months, which obviously, in the grand scheme of things, is a very short period. Well, you're also very young, so it's actually a fairly large chunk of your life. Yes, you know, it's about a year of my life. Um, yeah, but I, I, you know, I'm so thankful that it's been so easy. Like me and Catherine met through friends. We didn't have to like do the sort of awkward like. Online dating? Online dating. The online dating thing is a fucking nightmare. So I actually didn't know this. I wasn't sure if you guys did meet through online dating, and I was gonna. I was just about to ask. No, so you I met can in tell person. you. I can tell you the story of how we met. All right, you give me the story, and then I'll give you the story of my first meeting, even though you already know it. I was it, there. <laughs> you weren't there. You was weren't there, actually. It was no, there no, on no. the evening of the event. I oh, no. That, sorry. Okay, anyways. Um, so, <laughs> me and Catherine met because she is a friend of a friend who went to found, uh, the foundation course that I also went to, but a year, two years beforehand. So, right. I'd gone to the foundation show to see my friend's work, and Catherine was there with a bunch of our sort of mutual friends that I didn't know very well. And mm -hmm. I went and saw everyone's work and I saw her work and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then she invited me and a bunch of, and my friends who I'd come with to go to the pub. And we went and had a really nice time. And then we went to this place called The Loft where we played Mario Kart together. Um, and it was just really lovely. That sounds very nice. And then I kept, every time I would hang out with my friend Jenny, who is the mutual friend between me and Catherine, mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, do, should we invite Catherine? She, you know, do you, do you reckon we should invite her? And everyone's like, Bella, you will not shut up about this girl. <laughs> what is the deal? And I was like, um, guys, I hate to admit it. I think I might have a crush on Catherine. And it turns out Catherine had been doing the same thing to Jenny 
and being like, I think we should invite Bella out. <laughs> Jenny was just free. Like, proper middleman. So Jenny was just the middleman. <laughs> and she was like, oh, they were literally just like, oh my God, you guys have to talk just to each other. Just get together. Just yeah. be normal people and actually communicate because this is driving <laughs> everyone insane. <laughs> so we so did. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so you met in person. Yeah. Yeah, so I also um, met Brendan in person. And there's there's a lot to be said for this. I don't want to shit on online dating because I know some people who've gotten excellent relationships through online dating. And it does work for some people. I've had limited success in the world of (laughs) online dating. mm, Zero success. Yeah, zero success. Negative figures. In fact, it's all been pretty horrendous at least and so yeah i met brendan in person in a bar uh firefly uh again through mutual friends um alex and katie shout out and yeah and just went up to him basically uh and we just kind of clicked and then he came to the social club a couple nights later which is like the our very most local bar when mm. we were living with our parents. And yeah, he was there again and it was election night. And so I brought him and a friend of mine and Alex and Katie back to ours. And we were watching like the election on TV, like through the, oh, yeah. the late night. And I got very, very drunk on red wine. Yeah. And was like hanging upside down off the back of the couch and sort of being a tit, basically. (laughs) And asked him to stay the night. (laughs) Bold. Bold Um, move. We hadn't kissed or anything at this point, but I was just kind of like, you want to stay the night? You can sleep in my bed. So basically just extremely bold. And he was like, I got, I got to go. I gotta go. (laughs) Um, but then he messaged me and said, oh, do you want to come to this, um, like quiz, like pub quiz with me, Alex and Katie? And I was like, yes, I do. Do you want to go on a date after that? So when there was an, an event. But there's an, there was an event in between I was that. there. Yes. So what, we were going to go on this date after this pub quiz but we couldn't wait that long so when i was in worcester at one of dad's gigs at the chestnut oh yeah um, i texted him being like you in worcester right now and he was like yes i've actually just gotten out of work i was like do you want to come meet me at this pub for my dad's gig and he was like sure that's um and then he met me there and we made out in the little library and then he came (laughs) back to our house and And we watched get out and we we watched Get Out and had fish and chips. So great. I introduced him to my parents and my sister on the first date. With a chippy tea. With a chippy tea. <laughs> and then um, basically he just sort of never left. Yeah. And here we are. Here we five are Five years later. Five years later. So. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. So meeting in person clearly worked really well for me. It was like a proper sort of movie romance you know yeah. what i mean like or like a hbo tv show you spot him across the bar it was very that it's like an it episode was like, of easy it was like an episode of easy absolutely like slightly <laughs> grungier version of a rom-com That's because so sweet, we though. spent a lot of time like smoking cigarettes and bars and wearing like fun clothes and yeah. getting drunk a lot oh yeah and this 
This also, this is an important detail for the the election night one where I asked him to stay the night. Mm. Is um, my friend Sasha was there as well, and yeah, oh him, God, Alex, yeah. and Katie left, and me and Sasha were in the hallway. And he like the moment he shut the door, I literally turned to her and went, "Uh oh!" And then just did a big red wine vomit all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I like held it together till the moment the lock clicked, yeah, and then just that's it. Big red wine, sick. That's dreadful. so funny. amazing (laughs) but at least i held it together because i could have like you know done a red wine sick on his shoes and then maybe we wouldn't be here well there we are that's i think it's good (laughs) i think you it played out perfectly i will say it's so funny the contrast is like yours is very much like these are two adults meeting in the adult world whereas mine and Catherine was like our first date was going to like look at the ducks in the park and then we just ended up (laughs) talking about clowns for like half an hour because Yours is very what wholesome. we do as art stu- gay art students. Ours was a little bit more like raunchy, <laughs> like maybe not raunchy because I, I I've never really been a uh, fuck on the first date sort of person. Though clearly I was aiming, I was angling for that. Yeah, but that was the red wine talking. That was the red wine talking. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't say ne- not necessarily raunchy, but I guess very like night owl. Mm. Like it was a lot of bars, bars and, and clubs, yeah, restaurants, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. So you just had very much like a cute daytimey version. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> we had a lovely time, and now here we are, ten months later. Here we are. Yeah. So online dating is tricky. It's not for me. No, because I just think that I need to have that chemistry in person. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. There's something There's something in me that clicks very differently in person to having the most boring conversations oh, in an app. That's it. It's on Tinder. The chat is so fucking... The chat is foul. Appalling. Like, it's no like- one knows how to talk to each other on there apparently i'm just like these are the most boring people in the world i will say though i do very much enjoy like obviously i'm so very glad i'm out of the dating scene because what Mm -hmm. i i like going on my friends tinder accounts when i'm swiping and swiping for them because i think it's funny to look at people especially my friends who are into men because yes it has to be said the dating pool of men around my age group is leaves a lot Atrocious. to be desired. <laughs> yeah, the straight men dating pool has never been great. It's not been, it, no. And I've sort of avoided it fairly consistently. Oh, so funny though. But I do love getting to control my friends' Tinders. Yeah. And like messaging people for them and just sort of like. I never message people on like my friends' behalf or anything like that but i do just like sort of like i have done when very drunk for Mm. sure yeah and like sent a really like bold (laughs) like pickup line or something (laughs) Uh, but also i like the thing is i am i identify as bisexual but sometimes when i go on (laughs) tinder and i look at men then you're like maybe not i'm like i honestly because all my friends be like oh he's fit or whatever and i'm like i don't even know what i'm looking at (laughs) i'd like like, 
the most underlit blurry club photo of someone with yeah, like, and a you're pint like what? in hand. And there's like oh there's like five men in a row and they're in a club and I'm oh, like, yeah. which one is it? Which one of these men that all <laughs> look like, like a they're police called Keith, lineup. is it? Which one? And <laughs> another thing that happens as a person who has a lot of female friends is my female friends be like oh i've started talking to this guy do you want to see a photo and i'll be like oh, of no. course i want to see a photo because yes, in my I head always do. i'm already making a judgment based on his name because his name will be something stupid most kyle, of the time kyle liam josh Li- liam bad liam bad news very <laughs> bad. bad josh mm, mediocre tom J, J- no. names tend to be a red flag jamie james mm-mm, i don't jamie's, think so jamie's a bad one jamie's a very sure. bad one <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. fact i dated seven j names in a row That's awful what was i going through so much turmoil <laughs> <laughs> Un- untold amounts of turmoil but yeah, I, I'll, I'll be Truly. like, so my friend will be like, do you want to see a photo of him? And I'll be like, yes, of course I want to see a photo of this man that you're talking to. Please, always. And <laughs> it will be the like most unappealing man ever. And they'll be like, oh, he looks better in person. Every time they say, oh, he looks better in person. They always Don't promise lie. that. And then we go to the Don't pub lie. together and I'm like, mm, you were wrong. He actually is worse. He's and more poorly in behaved in moving picture moving <laughs> form behaved yeah <laughs> oh you know what awful. they always look like is that meme of that guy who's like just got a haircut and he's for some reason got no ears he's just got a really <laughs> long head and no ears <laughs> that's what every british straight woman tries to bring to the table oh when you gosh. when she's got a new man this is the thing about being someone who has a lot of gay friends and a lot of, or like a lot of queer friends and a lot of straight friends. Or They definitely outweigh each other. I definitely have more queer friends than straight friends. Yeah. And when my queer friends meet somebody new, I'm excited. I'm, I'm like, like, cool. Let's do a double date. Let's have dinner. Let's, you know, let's yeah. go on an outing. Let's have them round to my house, my Lovely. home, my precious yeah. vicinity. I will host. Lovely. Wonderful. My, yeah, I will host. I will cook. I will buy champagne. Let's go. Because I know that at the very worst, I'm going to find them just a bit unpleasant. Like, yeah, at the very gonna, worst. Like, throw down a slur. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, at the worst, they'll be, like, obnoxious. Like, they'll be, like, overtly Lin-Manuel Miranda theater kid, like, <laughs> yeah, stressful. Yeah, it's fine. It's inoffensive. Fine. It's just annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if my straight friend starts dating a new guy, I don't oh. have straight male friends. I would like to address that point. I only have straight female friends, so it's always a guy that's getting yes. introduced yes, into me too. into the mix. And she'll she'll say something like, "the the opening will be like, yeah, he's six five. And I'm like, okay, that means nothing to me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, don't know what that means. I can't visualize that. Only straight people care about height. Very true. It's a short king summer. Everyone move on. Yeah, literally. And then, you know, we'll we'll get a couple he's really ripped. He's got a six pack. He likes going to the gym. Okay. Okay. Fine. Cool. And um and then then it'll get worse. It'll be like, oh, and he's in the army. Oh, yeah, no. it's the army ones that I'm always like, you can't. We get we get at some point, yeah, a military drop or some other really frightening career to me. <laughs> like he's a cop. 
Yeah, but, oh. I love also when they're like, oh, he's a business major, or like he did, he's doing economics in university. Because <laughs> oh, I'm no. mostly talk to people in university. I'm like, <laughs> I literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've heard. Just business oh, and economics. He wants to be a property developer. Oh, good. <laughs> he wants to go into banking. I'm like, oh. no, he doesn't. No one wants to do that. Don't mind. No <laughs> it's all screaming boat shoes and extremely tight trousers and screaming polo shirt punting. combination it's it's all bad i don't like it um and you know it gets worse too because you can tell when you're straight female if you're like a queer guy like me specifically a transgender person like me and you can tell that your your straight female friends new boyfriends suck shit when she doesn't try to introduce you. Mm, yeah, she just doesn't even give it a go. Like, you don't say, oh, yeah, and bring him round. No. And she also doesn't go, let's have dinner. Because no. she knows. She knows that this man is going to say something. Not necessarily directly something that will upset me as personally, but something that will upset... Someone. M- yeah, my... Uh, my sensibilities in yeah. some way so so he won't say say the f slur or the t slur or something like that but he might be racist to the waiter you know yeah, it's, something, it's gonna be just something, something else, else bad something else and you can awful. tell that he probably is also extremely uncomfortable around me yeah and also uh, you know, I'm not casting that many judgments because I've definitely dated some like just boring oh, yeah, we shit should get, heads before. We should get into this for a minute before we we start surfing. Is how many people have you dated, and are you on good terms with any of them? Are you someone who's friends with your exes? So yeah, with my female exes, yes, because that's how being gay works. Yeah, <laughs> literally. The queer female, like the queer women community is very tight-knit. Yes, it is. You will always be dating somebody. So. Your best friend's ex-girlfriend's ex-girlfriend's cousin, whatever. Like, it's just sort of yeah, like. exactly. A circle. It's, it's like in the L word where it's all the entire lesbian dating population of fucking Los Angeles. It can just be put on a chalkboard. Yeah, you have a chart. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, the chart. Um, my male exes, no, I don't talk to. I no. All the and ones I, I talk to are women. Good reason to not talk to them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I talk to all of my exes, bar I think five. And I think all of, yeah, all of them are men, the ones that I don't talk to at all. So Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. It tracks, it makes sense. Um, but I do laugh sometimes when I hear straight people be like, oh my god, how could anyone be friends with their exes? Or how could anyone have an opposite sex best friend? And I'm like, what do you think bisexual people do? If, yeah, literally. You know, like if you can't have an opposite sex- Can't have friends. Yeah, you just can't have friends. Can't have friends, that's it. You have to be on your own or in a relationship, and that's it. <laughs> Can't, you're not allowed any contacts. That's bonkers to me. Like, okay, I, I don't like my boyfriend having female friends because mm, he might. It always weirds cheat. me out. But, like, yeah, what would a bisexual person do? Just absolutely no, no contact except for your partner and your family? 
It's not great. No. I, you know, um, I think I'm bisexual. I think about this, eh, probably not a lot, to be honest. <laughs> when I was younger, I think the sort of, you know, coming up with terms for your identity seemed a lot more important. Yeah, it's than it does now. Anymore. I really just couldn't care less about any sort of like defining label for myself, especially as I'm married. So yeah, it just it sort of seems matter. like pointless. But I think probably am bisexual. Um, because I have dated a lot of women. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but I have yeah. queer female friends and you know friends of all varieties non-binary friends all sorts so it would be very funny if me and brandon were very much just like yeah you can't have friends that you might possibly be attracted to yeah because also i am attracted to my friends like this is actually a thing it's a scientific thing normal that's very normal you are more likely to become very close friends with somebody that you find visually appealing not necessarily like sexually attractive but like there's something about them visually that you like oh definitely i think that's definitely the case like i do think my friends are hot like yeah. when I hype when I hype them up in the comments on Instagram and stuff, I'm being serious. I'm being deadly like, serious when bitch, I tell you my do friends look that good. they look hot as hell. I'm being yeah. fully serious. I don't want to fuck my friends, but I do no. think they look hot. I think they look great, and they deserve to hear it. Yeah. So you know. Fine. Right. I think we have to move we on. We have to. We, we have do. to legally move on, everyone. <laughs> All right. Do you want to start? Because I think I started last time. I would love to start. Now, I was like, what's funny about dating? And as we've already established, the funniest thing about dating is straight men. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So I was like, what do straight men do when they want to date? And then I thought about the world of pickup artists. Because pickup artists is a really fascinating concept to me. And I was like, Wes going to have a good list of how to pick up a girl. Oh, God. Wiki how. Oh, no. Wiki how. (laughs) How to pick up a girl. Let's get into it. You ready? All right. I'm going to, I'm actually going to girl mode for a second. Okay. Um, You're going to girl mode. As trans people, you can do that. We're sort of like cuttlefish. We can (laughs) ebb and flow, change colors. And I'm going to put myself in the brain of a girl and see if any of this would work on me. Okay. I feel like probably not, but we'll see. Um, Doubtful. Method one of five. So there's a lot to this, but I'll go through it quickly. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Also, the illustrations are very funny. For example, this first guy has long blonde hair and a soul patch on the illustration, and he's looking out into the distance, which that is how pickup artists look. I think soul patches are really the worst facial hair. (sighs) I think you're probably right. That's another red flag. Red flag. Awful. Hate a soul patch. Hate him. (laughs) The only guy who um, avoids that is, <laughs> you know, you know, in the Iron Giant, there's like the sexy artist guy. Oh yeah, he has a soul patch. I'm pretty sure, and he get, he's he can get it. Okay, method one of five: the very basics. Number one: broaden your horizons. Don't get sucked into thinking you can find girls. You can only find girls to date when you're out at a party or a bar or a club. You never know when you might meet the girl of your dreams. A supermarket pickup is a hard sell. 
Most people don't go to the grocery store or the bank because they're hoping to find romance, which is why the conventional wisdom rightly suggests that bars, clubs, and parties are best places to meet per, uh, potential dates. Mm-hmm. Do not expect a good response if you try picking up girls in the grocery store. Instead... I mean, that's fair. Try open-air markets, cafes, and other places people oh. go because they want to be out. Well... See, we've just cu- we've hit a snag immediately <laughs> of you just being like, don't pick up someone at the grocery store, try a market instead. Mm. It's the same purpose. She's still going to be busy, man. She's still busy. In fact, a market is like way more crowded and noisy and stressful. I would rather you hit on me at the grocery store. Oh my god. Uh, number two, understand the male-female dynamic, which already bodes badly. Yeah, that's never a good um, This varies widely from country to country, but generally speaking, there is a clear paradigm in the Western world. It's actually very complicated, but at the most basic level, it works like this. <laughs> Women are primarily attracted to social power and influence, and men are primarily attracted to <sighs> fertility and health. Now... Oh, God. Um, right. I like how... A, they were like, this is very complicated, but I can break it down to two sentences. But I'll break it down. It's I've got it. Don't worry. <laughs> I've got it on lock. Women like money. Men like to impregnate other people. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. I mean, that's a really horrendous way Real of looking take. at relationships. Yeah. And... It makes things feel very transactional, which I do think some people think about relationships yeah, as, and weird. it's a mistake, and it's why you get divorced. Yes. It shouldn't be like, oh, he give me money and house, and, and she I give, give me he, baby and I cooking. Give sex. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's disturbing. a really bad way. Disturbing. On so many levels, doesn't work. It's got to be a lot more mutual than that and have a lot more nuance to it. Yeah, I mean, this is a trend I see in the pickup artist business. Is the mis- is just pure misogyny and just a, a genuine misunderstanding of women as a whole. Yeah, well, the whole thing with the pickup artist thing too is they're like, don't date anyone over the age of like twenty two because she's an old hag. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like go out of your way to to prey on seventeen year olds because <laughs> they're yeah, easy targets. Yeah, the whole thing too. Is that they're like, we don't want to date 30-year-olds because their biological clock is ticking and they'll they'll want a baby in to lock you down. So we want 20-year-olds who don't want any of that stuff so we can have fun. But then they also want, like, the fertility out of them for, like, the future. Yeah, it's very When the guy is, like, 50, I guess. It's creepy. Okay, number three. Really creepy, really weird. Be yourself, but be your best self. It's important that you avoid being fake. Women are very perceptive and will not take you seriously if you're disrespecting them by pretending to be someone or something you're not. Number four, perfect your body language. Body language is more than just standing with a straight back and making eye contact. It's the whole package. Body language is the primary way that human beings communicate. So they've given a list here. More eye contact is better than less eye contact. Mm. Smile whenever you make eye contact. Don't look away until you've smiled. No. Don't stare. Try to keep your eyes from glancing at a woman's body if you're talking to her. Adopt an open stance. Legs and arms uncrossed, shoulders back, head level. This makes you appear confident, relaxed, and receptive. 
don't mumble. <laughs> Speak clearly and without hesitation. Lean in slightly to the person oh, you're no. interested in when you speak to her. Bringing your head slightly forwards is fine if you're seated. <laughs> uh, the mental picture I have for this this particular it's gentleman very, very threatening. <laughs> is I'm picturing him sort of standing like really stiff with his arms out, sort of like a gingerbread man, leaning forward slightly. <laughs> Trying to do a lot of eye contact, but trying not to stare. So alternating between not blinking, staring straight forwards, and not blinking, staring to the, like off into the distance. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Yelling, you know, to not mumble. And yeah. what were the other? There was there was more. I just it was like the sort of lean in slightly. So he's sort of like like looming as well. Yeah, I'm I'm good. picturing a lot of looming. I'm picturing very it's- little personal space. I like how they're like, more eye contact is better than no eye I just think- Yeah, stare her directly in the eyes without blinking. Oh yeah, blinking. don't look away till you've smiled. So yeah, this person's unblinking and like, smiling maniacally. Yeah, smiling constantly. Hmm. Terrifying. Very scary. Number five is just never forget body language is powerful, but it's not always clear. Fine. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Number six- Learn this mantra. Do or die. <laughs> God. <laughs> so it basically is just like they go really for it. see dating like being like thrown to the wolves. Like it shouldn't need this much preparation. Like the more work you do on being dateable, I think the worse you become. I definitely think because so. Because you're not being yourself, are you? <laughs> No, you're doing what WikiHow is telling you and being a freak not about Wiki it. WikiHow as well. <laughs> Don't take your advice from WikiHow. It's really not good. Or pickup artists, full stop. Okay, so now we're on num- like the sec- second section. Number two, method two, picking up a girl. Have a line ready. Start by knowing the first thing you're going to say to the girl you have your eye on before you say it. It doesn't have to be anything exciting. Just an invitation to talk. Try bringing up the weather. Or maybe the decor if you're somewhere indoors. <laughs> what a nice table we have. Number two, build the conversation. If your prompt elicited a cold response, you have two options. Give up and go straight, or go straight to a flirt and hope for the best. Uh, no. Um, the, in, the image that they've used is a man accosting a woman and saying, you look like you're from Rome, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's very specific. You look like you're from Rome. Rome, specifically? Like, not Italian. Like, oh, you don't look, it's not, yeah, you, oh, are you, are you Italian? from Italy? You look Italian, you know, whatever. Are you from um, Rome? Are you from this specific part of Rome? Yeah, that's sort of like looking at an English person and being like, are you from Gloucester? Like, <laughs> how would you know? How would you know that you can't? You can't know unless someone has an accent, but you can't tell that from looking at someone. Number three, use humor. Humor is universal. Well, um, even arguable. if you think your sense of humor is too quick, <laughs> subtle, or strange for most people to appreciate or understand, unleash it during conversation. If the girl you're talking to is interested, she'll hang on your jokes and laugh at them, even when other people don't. Mm. Number four, keep compliments jokes are subtle. Complicated. Oh, okay. Mm. We go for negging now. <laughs> yeah, keep them subtle. Um, the only possible responses a woman can give to a blatant compliment are to agree with it, in which case she seems full of herself. 
disagree, wow. in which case she seems embarrassed, or throw the compliment back at you, which is generally unlikely, especially early on in the conversation. It's more important to show that you're fun company than it is to explicitly state that you find her attractive. Yeah. This is all bad, because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, she says thank you for you saying she's pretty or whatever. It's like, what a bitch. She's a fucking stuck-up bitch. <laughs> um, number five, show your spine. Gently give her criticisms. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to get into negging at some point, because it always <laughs> does. <laughs> number six, ask for her number. Number seven, prepare for the first date. I'm going through these a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, because we've got a lot to, got a lot to get through. Now, this is pit. Now we're at method three of five, picking up a friend. So someone you already know, understand the risks. <laughs> Wait until you have some time alone. Ask her out simply. Don't declare your love. Just ask her out on a date. Oh. Exercise restraint. You know, this is really disturbing to me because I do feel like <laughs> so many women have these guys and they're like, yeah, he's just my little friend. I, I love him. We're just friends. And he's mm. like frothing at the mouth secretly for years. Oh, it's quite upsetting. Like, they're it? not friends. I feel quite bad for him, but like, yeah. also. I know. Oh. But. Okay, method four picking up a co-worker no don't no do this no never Disclaimer, ever do not do this really don't pick up a don't. co-worker like you will go they will drag your ass to hr and you will get fired yeah the type yep, of yep, person yep. that is reading a wiki how how to pick up women article is not charming or sexy enough to ever, ever pull off the elusive co-worker. Asking your co-worker. Date. No. It's not gonna there's happen. There's no fucking way. Everyone thinks you're weird. But number one, don't understand the it. risks again. Number two, don't yeah. shit where you Good. eat. There are some Very serious true. ones at foot I here. will say that. Don't shit where you eat. A f- I said at foot. What? Sorry? A foot? I said at foot instead of a foot because I was going to say at hand. <laughs> so I just said at foot. There is, at there foot. is some serious re- 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 <laughs> repercussions at foot. Continue. Sorry. Um, number three, <laughs> be respectful. Number four, mm. be discreet. Oh. Num- oh, okay. Now, oh God. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is method five of five, picking up a girl on the road. Oh, certainly not. Are we giving people a guide to be a serial killer? On the side of the road? Oh, they mean... Is this the 1970s? <laughs> Where are we? Who's even getting they picked mean... up by the side of the road that often? They mean... <laughs> they mean, like, whilst on a bus or, like, travelling, like, out... Okay, well, out a... where, where she can't escape from you. <laughs> a terrible wording. B... Picking up a girl on the road. <laughs> on the road? <laughs> You ain't Jack Kerouac. Let's fucking give it up. What the fuck? Don't fucking hell. Do not hit on somebody on a bus. No, oh my god. This is the scariest thing that can happen to you. A man sits next to you on the bus or the train and asks you out. Oh, you you know it's gonna be bad. You're like looking around for help immediately yeah it's how to escape it is never okay, i'll very well. quickly rattle through the method of how to pick up a girl on the road i, I am curious number one understanding the travel romance dynamic um. i don't know what that means 
It doesn't mean anything because it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean anything. It's because made no up. one successfully ever picked up anybody on a fucking bus before. <laughs> I think they kind of mean like because you are both going to like different places, so you have to be quick. So understand the travel romance dynamic. Number two, be upfront. Mm-hmm. You have to just you, you have, have to just go be, for it. Be, go for it. Number three, be quick. <laughs> this is before sunset's fault. Absolutely. I blame Ethan Hawke for this. Be faithful. (laughs) Be faithful. Be faithful. If you have someone waiting for you at home, don't pursue anyone else whilst you're away. Yeah, thanks, WikiHow. (laughs) Fucking hell. Why would you ever be reading this article if you're already in a relationship? That's just getting greedy. Um but yeah, that's I think that's it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, there's another one. How to attract a woman. Oh my god! It's, I think it's going to be largely very similar. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the same thing. Body like, language. Just don't be a freak. Wear a full suit in the grocery store. Douse <laughs> yeah. yourself in cologne. Uh, talk really loudly. <laughs> neg her. Uh, insult yeah. her. Uh, sit next to her in close proximity on a bus. Lean on her. Those so she kinds can't of things. Leave. Yeah. Or yeah. entrap her. Uh, <laughs> all these all these great great pieces of but advice I, so i started after that i was like i want to know more about the pickup like the pickup game the fucking the game as they you know, call it because i just want to say something very quickly go ahead please. i just think as a trans man there's a a potential market for me to make millions because i not only have dated many women successfully but i was also once yes. a woman and now i'm a man <laughs> once upon a time yeah so you have both sides of the sides of the story so i think that i could become a pickup artist for men using my knowledge <laughs> as a woman and i think that they would fall <sighs> for that hook line and sinker i think oh that they would God. eat that up i think that i could make like a really dumb podcast and youtube channel um where i where i talk like joe rogan and i think that people would love it i think unfortunately for you the sort of venn diagram and maybe this is unfair of me but the venn diagram of transphobes and pickup <laughs> artist guys like you're guys who are into exactly the right. game you're probably i would say right. there's probably a lot of crossover unfortunately <laughs> yeah. so you might be i know kicking it kicking dust that's oh, that's no. a shame because i do think that there's potential there but if transphobia doesn't exist i would be able to market to misogynists really well yeah <laughs> i could probably actually train them in a better way but you know <laughs> yeah you do a better job yeah let's be real so. because i'm gonna read you some stuff about pickup artists oh, and then God. it's your then it's your turn okay um because so i was like what the fuck is go- what the fuck is going on with these people because it is like a massive thing yeah it's um, huge it's one of the most famous industry. men of <laughs> pickup artists is a man called eric von markovic also known as mystery oh he's just called a mystery he thinks and that's he really cool huh a show called the pickup artist on vh1 I also just sent you a photo of um, Mystery. Okay. Because I think you deserve to see it. Oh, of course. He also has a soul patch. Soul patch. And a cowboy hat. Yeah. 
powerful. Anyways, I just wanted to show you a photo of him because it made me laugh, but he's one of the most famous pickup artists. But I went on right. Quora and I was like, I looked up who's the most famous pickup artist because I was like, I don't know fucking shite about these guys. And th- here are two men's answers of who they think is the best pickup artist. All right. This guy said, I don't know, but maybe John Anthony... Lo- is- <laughs> Maybe John Anthony Lifestyle. <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> John Anthony Lifestyle. <laughs> John Anthony Lifestyle. In brackets, 1,300 plus lays with a bisexual girlfriend who he constantly has threesomes and foursomes with. <laughs> how, many, how many lays did you say that was? Over 1,300. That man is ran through. Good lord. Yeah. That's I. That's insane. That's too much picking up. I mean, not to slut shame this man, but that is a... That's a... That's a lot. It's oh, too many. That just sounds exhausting to even try and, like, wrangle that many people. This guy says, besides John, maybe Bradicus. Bradicus? who has 300 plus lays, and someone called Ronin Man, Ronin Man, who has 900 plus lays. Ronin Man doesn't really identify as a pickup artist and he doesn't do pickup full time. Is it a job? Can you be a pickup artist full time? Well, I guess if you have like a podcast or a show or like TED Talks like these guys do, then I guess you kind of can be a full time pickup artist. It's just embarrassing. But like, it's just embarrassing for the them. The fact that you can make any money from doing that is insane to me. And also, yeah, just the concept of someone, somebody being like, oh, what do you do for a living? And you just be like, I'm a full-time pick-up, pickup artist. Full-time pickup artist. But like, yeah, so like these guys are always It'd like, be funny you, need Im- part-time. you need impressive careers to pick up women. But what about when they pick up women? They're like, I'm a pickup artist. I've slept with 2,000 women. That's not what mm. any woman wants to hear. That's not appealing. Not massively. Some, probably. Maybe not, some. Not most women. No, I can't imagine that would be very appealing to most people. I just, It's just not an impressive sounding career, is it? It's like, no. if people ask me what I do, I say i'm a writer and then i say i have a tech job and then i say i'm a podcaster because being a podcaster yeah, podcasting is em- comes last embarrassing and i just i wouldn't even say it's my job it's not i don't get paid for this this is a fun activity it's a fun activity a fun, i would this say it's a, fun a narcissistic activity. activity of us where we just like to chat yeah, a lot we just like to talk we like to talk and we're yeah. forcing it upon other people but uh even yeah. if this did become a full-time job for us i think i would avoid saying that to people it wouldn't be my first port and I of call think if our admit. podcast was about being a pickup artist or you know i think i would doubly avoid yeah i would talking never about tell anyone. it um, do you want to hear the other this other response to the question, who's your favorite pickup yes, artist? Absolutely, please. Kevin Skeen says, I wholeheartedly believe that right now it's Julian Blanc. I don't know who that is. He was directly mentored by Owen Cook, who is a famous pickup artist, apparently. <laughs> There's like generations of pickup artists. 
yeah, passing the torch. And apparently, he's really been pushing and growing in his skills, coming out with great products and is even teaching in seminars and huge groups. He's really pushing the field and being natural in the best sense of the word, doesn't teach canned openers or routines, just for people to have as much fun as possible. Plus, he has a metric fuck ton of infield online. Don't know what that means. Worth checking out for sure. I have no idea what that means. This is so complex. It's that's what I mean. I didn't think it was like this much like there's like terms. There's so and... much like terms. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's like when you start getting into chess a little bit more. And like for it, forever, I was just like playing chess. And I was like, I'm gonna move my pawn forwards, and then I'll take my horsey around. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um. And then like you start to actually like look into chess, and they're like, here is the top. 3,000 opening moves that you can make or whatever, you know, and it's just like, and they all have like the most complex ass name, like the Archbishop's Carpal Tunnel Pull, and you're like, what the fuck (laughs) is going on? That's how this uh, pickup artist stuff is like. It just feels really convoluted when all it should be is just like you're at a bar and you see someone who's cute and you ask them if you can buy them a drink and they say yes or no. Pretty much. But yeah, this is the last thing I have to say on this topic Mm -hmm. is I was like, so what started this? What started the pickup thing? And it was a book, really, it was a book called The Game by a guy called Neil Strauss. I'm familiar. And I've got the very brief summary of it. Okay. And this is the last thing I'll talk about. Strauss stumbles across the community whilst working on an article. Intrigued by the subculture, he starts participating in the online discussion groups, mainly out of frustration with his own romantic life. As he becomes more and more involved with the community, Strauss attends a boot camp conducted by a man identified only as Mystery. (laughs) The boot camp consists of Strauss and other participants approaching women, and then uh, Mystery and his counterpart, Sin, giving them (laughs) corrective advice on their behaviours, body language and what to say strauss learns habits that he as it has he sees it are often basic and should have been taught to him by society in the first place the book then narrates a journey of how strauss goes through the stages of being becoming a pickup artist a description of the members of the community and gets the pseudonym style oh he befriends many of the pickup artists particularly mystery a good deal of the book focuses on how to obtain the elusive upper hand or just hand in a relationship strauss advocates various methods mostly from the point of the view of heterosexual men he offers further guidelines for the process of seduction which includes preparing things to say before going out and telling groups of women surreptitiously impressive stories he also uses false time constraints uh which like means that the this is where my screenshot ends but basically the false time constraints thing is like a t- like a conversation could end at any given time so you have to like get in there fast you right. know what i mean yeah. but anyways that is what started the pickup artist like industry and it's honestly completely completely mental i watched a couple youtube yeah, that videos sounds about demented. it the little names they've picked out for it themselves sin enough is and mystery so funny very much giving um like eight-year-olds making up like evil superhero characters or something you know like my name's mystery it's giving the characters from uh what's that series called that has wait uh divergent it's giving characters from divergent i was gonna say it's giving playing warrior cats on the playground (laughs) 
Oh, absolutely. And it's really embarrassing for grown men to be calling themselves sin and mystery. It is. I watched a couple good YouTube videos about it, particularly there's a video from a girl called Ada On Demand, um, and she did kind of a conclusive history of the pickup artist right. world. And then also Curtis Connor has a lot of good videos. I mean, they're not particularly informative, but they are fucking funny. Where <laughs> yeah. he like watches pickup artists' YouTube channels and just tears them apart, and it's very funny. And there's also weirdly this video game called The Seducer Life or something like that, or mm-hmm. Super Seducer. That's a video game where you have to make the right decision to seduce a woman, and it's made by a famous pickup artist. And a couple of YouTubers have played it, and it is very, very funny. The whole I pickup want artist to play thing it. is completely mental. We can do that. <laughs> it's on Steam. Oh, excellent. Um, so you said the mystery hosted a TV show teaching people how to yes date and pick up women. Um, so I've got here on BuzzFeed in an article by Kristen Harris, 14 twisted dating shows that never should have oh, been allowed on TV. I think I have the same one. I'm so excited to talk about this. All right. So number one, in 2014's I Want to Marry Harry, 12 American <laughs> women competed for the affections of a British man they thought was Prince Harry, but their bachelor was really just a lookalike named Matthew Hicks. The fact is, he does not look anything like Prince Harry. He is quite literally just ginger. He's just ginger. He doesn't even look like Like, have these American women never seen a picture of Prince Harry? I'm really confused did they just not know who he was no they knew he was a ginger prince and they wanted in on being a princess basically yeah it's very funny yeah so hicks arrived to the estate in helicopter and he was attended to by security and a fake butler (laughs) at all times production even staged locals to interrupt the women and harry on their dates to ask for pictures and one contestant found a photoshopped image of him and the real prince william (laughs) 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 Kimberly Birch, who won the show, said that she realized it was all a hoax when production told her to keep looking straight ahead while walking out in London. When she glanced to the side, she saw a souvenir shop selling masks of the real Prince Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. It's And there's only four episodes aired before the show was pulled due to low ratings. (laughs) Oh my god, this it's the funniest concept ever. I really <laughs> can you imagine if that is how the royal family like found Yeah, their relationships partners. That would be so funny. Be so funny. Like our hu- that would be like the British Hunger Games. Yeah. Everyone has to compete. Alright, so no num- That'd be that's incredible. Number two on this le- list. In two thousand three, Bravo released Boy Meets Boy, which is supposed to be about a gay man finding his perfect match among fifteen other gay men, but he wasn't told that some of the contestants <laughs> were actually straight men pretending they were gay. So that was the <laughs> twist. And so, yeah, the guy who was the show's bachelor wasn't told that some of his potential matches were straight until the second to last episode. And he told the advocate, I had no idea. They just brought someone back from my past. One of the three final three guys quit because he just hated my guts. I didn't not know. And I thought, do not give them the satisfaction of a reaction. That's what my main goal was at the moment. They're obviously going to tell me something that's going to get a reaction, either good or bad. And I just figured it wasn't going to be good. 
Oh my god, that poor man. Right. That poor, poor man. That's so cruel. And then we've got a reverse sort of situation. In 2000, and this is number three, in 2004, Fox's Play It Straight tasked a woman with finding a love match from a group of 14 men, but the twist was that some of the men were secretly gay. If she chose a straight man, in the end, she'd split the $1 million prize with him, but if she chose a gay man in the end, then he'd get all the money to himself. Yeah. <laughs> the US version of the Way. show was pulled after only three episodes, but the UK version ran on Channel 4 in 2005 and then again in 2012, and I need to watch this immediately. Because the thing is, too, about oh gay God. men is they are more charming than straight men, so surely it's swayed in their their favor i'm sure it is and i hope that a gay man won the a million dollars yeah right that's just that's so funny (laughs) that's amazing i love dating shows are you are you a dating shows stan i think i am i i do enjoy them i sometimes find it hard to get like hooked on them but i normally watch like the first two episodes of like everything that netflix puts out yeah, me and Catherine are, are big dating show fans. We love Love Island. Yeah. My favorite, personally, is Naked Attraction because it's completely fucking insane. Can't believe it's a television show, honestly. Real. I love it. We sh- Can we watch some after this? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Everyone else is like, why do you want to watch people just be naked in a box? And I don't know. It's just fascinating it's very to me. compelling. Uh, to see people just it's walk brilliant around and sort of like really inspect a bunch of genitals and be like, oh yeah, that's the best oh, one. Oh yeah, that's a nice one. That's a nice helmet. That's the one that I want a date. And then it always reveals the most terrifying looking person you've ever seen the in your most life. awful man. And they have the worst date ever and then they never speak again. That's no my favourite No one ever part. ends it, up it together. It has never worked. What was that one with... <laughs> Patty McGuinness, Patty McGuinness, uh, Patty McGuinness. Oh, no light, no like it, no lighty. <laughs> yeah, that one. What was that show called? That's called Take Me Out. Take me yeah, out. Take me out. And he's like, let the clams meet the oyster. Or I don't fucking know. He's he said a like bunch of bullshit. Ridiculous every single time. It's still on. I'll tell you what. That's a good. That's show. what I want to watch. I want to watch Take Me Out very I badly because I've been thinking about it. There's something so excruciating about somebody coming down, doing their little reel, and like all the lights go off at the same time <laughs> over like a specific thing. Like he'll be like, "And I still live with me mum, and she's me best mate in the world." And she's like, <laughs> go, boom, 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 like just complete <laughs> blackout. <laughs> Brutal. I'm actually crying laughing (laughs) thinking about some of the events on that show. It is so harsh. Like sometimes we'll just be like, so good. I don't know. Sometimes we'll just be like, oh yeah, I'm really into cheese or something. And everyone's like, fuck that. (laughs) That just lights out. It's so funny. At least sometimes in that one, they end up having an okay date. But like, I'm thinking of that one naked attraction episode that me and you watched together. And we were like, Oh, that guy's got, he was sort of like a, there was like a skinnier, like hairier guy or whatever. We're like, oh, I'd probably pick him over like this massive hulking guy next to him. It was like the last two left. Sure. And she got rid of the sort of like thinner guy or whatever and and left the hulking guy. (gasps) And, And the thing came up on his face 
And he was the most terrifying person I have ever seen on TV. (laughs) I know exactly the episode you mean. And he has literally zero personality. Yeah, he and the, yeah, they go on a date, and she's like, "This is nice." He's like, "Yeah, I like this salad." <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> they just never see each other again. It was horrendous. And the other guy who got revealed was like really cute. Like he had sort of like lovely curly brown hair and yeah he stuff. was like nice and really actually, nice like, intelligent well or whatever yeah and this other guy was just like honestly just looked like just a, a frankenstein monster like he was genuinely i love like, it. it i gasped when it revealed him i was like i can't believe it's it so funny <laughs> i love that show it's so the, so much i really like the neck. old woman who comes on yeah. and she's like oh i love a bit of cream in my pussy that's exactly how she says it. She's like, oh, I love having a bit of clotted cream up there. And we're like, you can't Ma'am, do that. You cannot be you saying this say kind that. of stuff. She's like, she's like 60 and like a church piano player. It's like, <laughs> good for her. But like, imagine seeing your relative comes. go on this show is the thing to me. It's like, like grandma. M- mind blowing to me. I can't believe it. <laughs> um. Uh, I was gonna say about oh. it too is like the statistics that they give you sometimes on that show, like the dating statistics. Oh my where it's god! Just like, oh yes, men are forty percent less likely to hold the door open for a woman with short hair, and you're just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> you've like, just been oh. like shown so many genitals, and then they give you like three of the worst statistics you've ever heard, and then we're just like back to genitals, and gives you like. <laughs> The worst whiplash. Like, I'm just sat there watching this whole half an hour, just a game. Men are more likely to leave their partners whilst they're pregnant. Yeah, yeah, you're just like... <gasps> you're just like... Ah. I also said I watched the whole show whilst a gape. I did not mean it to sound as bad as it did. <laughs> I meant aghast, or my mouth is agape. I would like to clarify that the show... I watched the show whilst (laughs) The show Naked Attraction does not do it for me. Because I cannot... No, God, it makes me never want to see another naked person again in my life. Yeah, see, I'm not a prude, but I cannot imagine seeing someone... Seeing nothing else about somebody except for their genitalia and be like, yeah, I'd go on a date with them. Yeah. Your mental. No, well, that's the thing. They're like, oh, it, that's my favorite thing. They like pose it as if it's some sort of like brand new like idea. They're like, wow. Yeah, something psychological. The, what, what if it's better to date whilst naked? What if you get a more like genuine What if you get a soul match from seeing someone's pussy? Yeah. And then they just don't. Yeah. And it just has never, ever, Has ever never worked. worked. No. Ever. Not one of those dates has been successful. <laughs> Yeah, because you can't match one clothed person to one nude person just because they think they have an all right schlong. That means nothing. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> also, they're so rude. They'll like go up to someone who has like an unshaven vagina and they'll be like, it's fuck- that is a fucking hairy muff. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's British too. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's British. It's so much better. <laughs> They're so much ruder. I think that show would be too much for America. I think that they would really. They can't have it. They can't handle it. Let's continue uh, talking about what they can have, Please, though. I want to hear your list. Yeah. On UPN's 2001 show, Chains of Love, a person was physically chained to four contestants of the opposite sex. What do you they were recorded the entire time, Big Brother style, and all slept in the same bed. They were only given breaks to use the bathroom in private. So they had to just live together oh. as, like, five people all chained together. And then I guess he just, like, cut some of them loose until he was just chained to the one he liked. I'm not... Oh, yeah, so through elimination... The contestants were unchained and sent home till only one remained, and the lead got to decide how much of the consolation money the rejects took with them. So you could give people nothing. Oh god, you could give them none. Yeah, get out of here. And you only got $10,000 even if you kept it all, <sighs> so like- it's not, That's not worth it. I wouldn't it. be giving them much, to be honest, if I was him. <laughs> no offense, but- no. <laughs> I guess it would depend on how much Jesus I liked him, but... Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe if I really liked the person, but Yeah. Unlikely. On the fifth wheel, which ran in syndication from 2001 to 2004, four single people went on a group date, only for a fifth person, who could be anyone, including a celebrity or an ex, to crash it. Oh god, what? But like four single people going on a date with each other is already complicated without already being that's like very complicated. We're also gonna throw one of your exes into the mix. Like I don't There's a show like that on Netflix. It's like a old like a sort of British show from probably 2014 that is like one woman goes on a hosts a dinner party with eight men and they're all like vying for her attention and it's like, the weirdest thing to watch <laughs> ever. God. It's like terrible version of come dine with me <laughs> it is that's exactly what, she has to cook for like eight men that sounds <laughs> dreadful it's amazing i've watched every episode because there's only <laughs> one season of it and i always put it on when i'm drunk because it's so funny i imagine adding alcohol to that situation would be very volatile oh my god it's awful they get really aggressive yeah i'm sure they do <laughs> <laughs> um the truly terrible aspect of this show whether the four the fifth wheel the so the worst aspect of it was its tagline where strangers become friends friends become lovers and lovers become bitter suicidal exes all on the same show <laughs> bitter suicidal exes <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> what do you mean you can't put suicidal in your dating show tagline that's oh my god that right. sounds like a nightmare <laughs> no oh god this next one sounds really bad let's go in the 2008 nbc show mama's boys 32 women lived in a house with a trio of possessive yet loving mothers who must help their complacent sons choose the perfect woman i would <laughs> rather be shot in the head Oh my god. Oh my god, one oh of the mothers god. made racist, anti-Semitic, and fatphobic comments about the contestants on camera and told a producer Holy that shit. it has to be a white girl. Oh my well, god. Well, it was asking for trouble once you get overbearing, like... You get moms involved? Yeah, it's we're not. all bad. Like, boy moms, too? Boy moms mm -mm. are scary people, and, um, mummy's boys are the... 
awful. Much bigger red flags than the soul patches. Oh, certainly. The worst kind of man. Uh, from 2010 to 2012, Jerry Springer hosted GSN's Baggage, in which three contestants presented the person looking for love with the three deal or no deal style suitcases containing their emotional baggage. This is really fucked, because I watched um, Cody Co and his girlfriend Kelsey watch oh, I've this. I've seen them watch it, yeah. Oh my god, it's like devastating. The baggage it's that the the, some of these- the bags is- Oh. Awful. Yeah, sometimes it's like pretty easy going. Like, I pick my nose. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes we'll be like, I fucked your brother. And you're like, oh yeah, my. Yeah, we'll be like, I'm on the sex offenders registry. And I'm not allowed within 50 feet of a school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there like, was um... this. Been s- some real confessions from the show included, I have a webcam in my bathroom, I stole $10,000 from my ex, I've been arrested 22 times, and I used to be a pimp. <laughs> oh my god! Why would you willingly go on this show knowing that you have that If you kind had of that dirt? baggage, right? Like, that's the thing that was blowing me when I watched this. I was like, why would you go on this show? If you have that level of dirt. If you knew, if, like, they were going to announce that, oh, yeah, you're already married, you have, have a secret kids. in my bathroom. That's scary. That's so scary. <laughs> That's scary. Um, I'm going to go through the rest of these kind of quick. That's fine. Um, so there was parental control, which gave disapproving parents the power to pick candidates to date their son or daughter and replace their current unsuitable love interest. So just swap out their current partner. That's so fucked. From 2005 to 2008, the CW's Beauty and the Geek coupled up men who were defined by their intellects and women who were defined by their physical appearances to compete for a $250,000 grand prize. Surely not. Was advertised as a social experiment. Very rude. On Next, which was a great one, which ran on MTV from 2005 to 2008, which seemed to be the heyday for all of these. Oh, yeah. Um, Five daters waited in an RV uh, for their turn on a blind date with the lead but they always just said really ridiculous stuff about themselves what? like they'd be like i'm shelby and i love apples and it's like <laughs> they give you like the dumbest four facts about themselves uh... they have to do this like really fast date i don't know oh yeah and then we've got the pickup artist with mystery yeah on yeah h1 um in which he mostly taught negging it was mostly yeah, nagging. Yeah, it's a lot of nagging business involved in that. Very bad. Then we had For Love or Money, which aired on NBC, which was similar to The Bachelor, but the winner could choose either a relationship or the cash prize. Oh, God. That's dark. That's actually dark. <laughs> and I would choose the money. And then NBC aired... Av- Me too. NBC aired Average Joe, a bachelorette-style program where the twist was that all of the woman's (laughs) potential suitors were deemed to be average. The woman was falsely led to believe that all of the contestants would be conventionally attractive, and another twist came halfway through the season when a group of handsome men were added to the pool. Oh my god. And then the men would remain divided between the Joes and the hunks. The Joes? (laughs) I think she ended up choosing an average Joe in the end. I think I read about that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Good for her. 
That's so funny. That's so demented. What was going on in the early 2000s? Like, I think now we've decided we're morally above this sort of business. Yeah, but apparently 2003 to 2008, we were like, yeah, let's let's psychologically torture these people. Yeah, really damage these people. Okay, and then our last one is on the 2006 MTV show My Own. The central seeker of love was a super fan of a famous musician who was looking for a partner who reminded them of their celebrity crush. And they would then audition six contestants to determine which was the most similar to the celeb they dreamed of dating. And after a series of challenges, the remaining three had to perform for one of the pop star's songs for the super fan. Amazing. So, like, they get their own Beyonce, they get their own Shakira. I think I saw Curtis Connor watch that as well, where there was someone who was looking for his own pink. Because, of course, because it was the early 2000s. He wanted his own pink. Um, Which, iconic, good for him. Um, If you were to go on my own, what celebrity would you pick to have replicated in the form of six people auditioning for you? Frank Eero from MCR, no question. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going in the veins of the early 2000s with my answer, too. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, I'm thinking, like, what would be, like, the MTV sort of vibe? And I think it's an emo crush of mine, for sure. You say that as if he still isn't your biggest crush. He's not anymore, I will admit. Oh. But he's probably still, he's still in my He's still up there. Top- 10 yeah. yeah it's definitely my number one is is oscar isaac ah uh, yes fair enough my choice if it were the early 2000s my choice would be my own sam winchester from supernatural <laughs> <laughs> not even the actor the character no, it's a character he needs to come <laughs> with a gun <laughs> I was about to say, like, the whole point of my own is that they would perform musical numbers, which, um, you know, <laughs> oh, Frank could do. true. And it's kind of why I didn't choose Oscar Isaac, because, like, what would he do? Like, three songs from, like, Inside Lewin Davis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to fare thee well. And, and, um... And my own Sam just would perform Carry On My Wayward Son. Th- that That's the only song. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That is his. That's the only one that's really applicable. Come spring into <laughs> mind. Um, okay. Well, if you chose Frank, then I'll cho- choose Gerard Way from American Rock Band, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> it's between him and Gerard, really. For yeah. this, uh, my second choice would be Ray Toro. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I had a dream that I went to high school with Ray Toro the other day. <laughs> And we had we had a high school romance. Love that for you. Very <laughs> much that I'm not okay music yeah, video. Yeah, it was giving that. It was good. <laughs> okay, so we were talking a little bit about uh, like pickup artists and bad body. Like, well, we were talking about pickup artists and who needs them. Sure, because to me, it seems completely bananas that anyone would need a pickup artist. Of course, surely. It is not that hard. But I went on Let's Not Meet earlier. Oh, no. And turns out some people do need pickup artist help, apparently. So I'm going to read you My Date from Hell by user Murder of Ravens. 
This is not as dark as many Let's Not Meet because Let's Not Meet is obviously more um like it's a like true horror. Oh, yeah, because some of them can be really awful. Yeah, I did find a couple that were like interesting, but I was like, God, these are really dark. This one's weird though, for sure. So a bit of backstory. I'm 18 female from the UK. This happened in February 2019. I was 16 at the time. I got set on, up on a semi-blind date. We had seen photos of each other by a mutual friend. And this guy we will call Cameron. He was 19. Red flag already. Why? Oh, oh she's 16 and he's she's 19. She's 16 and he was 19. Yeah, that's bad. Already a bit weird. Yeah. Cameron seemed like your average guy, maybe a little into video games and anime and stuff, but overall nothing my friend told me about him seemed off in any way. I do feel like if somebody tells you, oh, I've got a guy you'll really like, and you're like, what's he into? And they're like, video games and anime. Mm. It's kind of a red flag. That would give me, I that would give me it's pause. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> I think Sorry, anime is- a, that, it's just funny. <laughs> it would give me pause. It really would, though. I think anime I find frightening yeah. when applied to the wrong person, no, which I is agree with most you. people who like anime. It's the same with like people who collect them little fucking like anime figures of like of sexy little ladies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I Mm-mm. know that this is that kind of guy, and I know that he's just necking monster in his room in his dark dirty crusty room with his like anime pillows see this is what sends me to think that i might be fully a lesbian because if a girl did these things i'd be like that's cool and sexy of her (laughs) (laughs) this is the only reason i know that i'm potentially bi because sometimes i hear enough about men that i'm like oh well it's okay you know, if me and Brendan, God forbid, ever broke up or whatever, I would just date women. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I've always got that to fall back on. Like, I love men, and I really uh, probably am gay, but I'm like, I could probably make it work with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> if worse comes to worse. <laughs> if worse comes to worse, I'd rather that than try and navigate the, the scene of men. Yeah. Again, though, I'd be dating gay men, so I guess it's not so bad. Maybe but anyway. it's a different, different scene. Probably not. It's probably still bad. Um, okay. Anyway, so, and we decided to meet in a Starbucks the next day since we are both free. I never like to meet new people this soon, but I figured Cam- Cameron knew my friend and it possibly couldn't go wrong. Hmm. How mistaken I was. I arrived slightly early, ordered my coffee since I never like guys to feel like they have to buy for me and parked up on a seat facing away from the door and pulled out my book. I'm there for maybe 15 minutes chilling and I get a text saying he's here. So I'm like, great, I'm at X table. I feel a presence over my shoulder and I turn my head slightly in acknowledgement. He must be here. Before I even get the chance to squeak out a hello, his lips latch onto (gasps) my neck and he begins sucking. Now, I don't like people touching my neck at the best of times. I'm very ticklish and I get super uncomfortable by people even touching my neck. The few times I've had massages or hair treatments I've been holding in my discomfort and he's latched onto my neck like a leech. And this man smells horrendous. Kind of like dust personified. (laughs) I elbow his chest to get him the hell off of me and he lets go and looks at me with this really weird expression on his face and laughs in deadpan. It's really creepy and I start to become alarmed. I asked him what the hell was that and he just said, I thought it was cute. 
She then try, says, I try to have a conversation. I'm like, okay, first impressions don't mean anything. Mm, <laughs> Let's try you know. and give him a chance. <laughs> poor, poor child. <laughs> poor thing. I, that is very funny to me, though, that someone would come and suck on your neck and you're just like, first impressions don't really matter. <laughs> I literally, that would, that used to be me. <laughs> to be fair, me <laughs> Give too. people way too many fucking chances. <laughs> Uh, so she tries to give him a chance, but he's just creepily staring at my chest. He says, Ooh. wow, I didn't know Asians could have boobs like those. <gasps> I better not let you go. Oh, God. Direct quote, cannot make this up. So I also feel like this was burying the lead because, okay, I don't want to necessarily assume that people who are into anime are fetishizers. But if the shoe fits, and I'm concerned that this guy saw a picture of her and was like, "Yeah, through their let mutual me get friend," on that. and was like, "Oh yeah, young Asian girl." <laughs> and then she says, "I'm distinctly uncomfortable, but I don't want to just run away. It's giving me really weird vibes." So I go to the ladies' bathroom and wait for someone to come in. I ask her to help me get out undetected. I don't want this man following me home or some shit. She of course agrees, and she lends me her hat and scarf, oh. and we come out of the bathroom together. And she manages to help sneak me out of the back door of the Starbucks without him noticing me. He asked my friend where I went, but I told my friend to never mention me again. And yeah, this person basically just said that they blocked him and never came in contact with him again, fortunately. Oh my so, God. dear guy who decided it was appropriate to suck on my neck before we had even said hello, let's not meet again. That's fucked up. That poor girl. Literally. I was like, oh my God. That's terrifying. Um, so, in that similar vein of that, let's not meet. Yeah. I've got some first date stories from hell that will make you proud to be single. Also from BuzzFeed by author Morgan Murrell. And I'm just going to give you a few of these and then I'm handing it back to you. Okay. All right. So in college, a friend set me up on a blind date. I wasn't in a great mood because I had received a traffic ticket a few hours before. My day got worse when my blind date turned out to be the cop who gave me the ticket. Oh my God. Amazing. (laughs) You just have to leave. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they could do to make that, like, not super awkward. No, I, you just, you have to give up at that point. Yeah. We stopped by his family, this is the second one, we stopped by his family's barbecue on the way to our date and found out that we were third cousins. <laughs> no! Oh my god. Have you seen that, have you seen that lesbian couple on TikTok who are like, we found out that we might be half-sisters? Yeah, and they look identical. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, no fucking shit, you have the same face. (laughs) But they've been, like, fucking for two years. It's like that Jeremy Kyle episode where those guys find out that they're full-blooded brothers. You know what? This actually leads into an am I the asshole that I have that I might actually just go into and. Yeah, go, please. Go for it. You can always tell the other stories after. Yeah, I, I could come back to them, you know. Um, but I, yeah, so this is, am I the, am I the asshole for not wanting to break up with my girlfriend slash stepsister? (laughs) Wow, I love Clueless. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so first of all, I know how that sounds, but it's not really like that. Mm. Or it's really not like that. 
My girlfriend and I were childhood friends turned high school slash college sweethearts. We are both 20 now and have been dating since we were 14. We are both commuter students at the same state college, so we still live at home. The same home because our parents are married. It's my mom and her dad. Both divorced when they met, you can imagine the rest. When we were in high school, we begged them not to date because of exactly this reason. Weirdly enough, while they were just dating, they were totally fine with my girlfriend and I being together, but pretty much changed immediately when they got married last year and moved in together. Honestly, I hate being in this situation. Even though I know there is nothing wrong with us, it needles me every time my mom says, go tell your sister X, Y, Z. I know. <laughs> I think she is doing it on purpose to get she under my skin. She literally has yeah. to be because there's no. How would you other not reason? know that that's the worst thing you could say? Yeah, that's insane. My real dad thinks the situation is hilarious, and his view basically boils down to what did you expect from the crazy bitch? But I see him infrequently, and our living situation would be very bad if we moved in with him. So that isn't an option. My girlfriend's biological mom has not been in the picture for her whole life, so that's not an option either. We can't afford to get our own place until we graduate. This living situation is driving us crazy, but we want to ride it out until we've graduated and have jobs and can get our own place or a place with roommates. Our parents have become laser-focused on breaking us up, calling us brother and sister at every opportunity, and lecturing us about how disgusting it is, asking us that aren't we embarrassed that our friends know saying that it's not anyone's fault that they got married first and this is just the way it has to be i love this girl and i've spent my life with her i want to spend the rest of my life with her i just can't stomach breaking up with us when we are fine and it's this bizarre outside circumstance trying to drive a wedge between us am i the asshole are we all bad is it inappropriate no matter what to date your stepsister who you live with oh my god that is the most tragic tale I have heard. Yeah, I like don't even know. I think they're right in just waiting out until they can. I feel leave. awful for them. It's I really don't think that they're an, they're assholes, and I think they should continue dating. It's their parents who are awful people. Yeah, the, the parents start dating second. That's so selfish. So selfish. So weird. And the fact that they're trying to break them up too. It's not even like that they're like, we're really sorry that we've made this sort of weird, but we can try and make it not weird. None of us are actually related. It's all good. Is that they're like, oh yeah, go tell your sister dinner's ready. Uh, Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Well, thank, I really fucking hope that their parents don't have another kid because that will, that will make them like. Oh, way more related. Probably like a family. Yeah. Yeah, because then they both then they both share Share a sibling. sibling. That's not. Oh God, I hope their parents are too old for that. I honestly, if I was in that situation, I think I would like divorce my parents. Like you know, yeah, maybe become like emancipated because not only is this situation fucked up and gross, but also it seems like their parents are complete assholes. Yeah, really, like Like, they need to go no contact with the parents for sure. No. These poor but kids. Like, yeah, if you have oh if you have kids, then their grandparents are. It just gets like the family tree becomes very messy. It becomes a very tight, a very small family tree. But if you just cut off those parents altogether, then I guess you just don't have to care. No, I suppose. Oh, but Christ. people were just like, oh, just throw the awkwardness right back at them. Like the parents asked, like, where were you? Just like, oh, just upstairs railing my sister. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
You could do that. Like you could just be really awful back, up but about it. It sounds like it would just make the living situation even more hellish. But I guess at least you'd get some satisfaction from it. Yeah. Jesus, that's awful. Right. Do you want to do something? So I've got twelve on investors dot com. I have twelve oddly specific dating websites to make you forget Match because I assume this is being advertised by. I don't know. Anyways. Matches some Bumble shitty dating. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, something happened. I think the this is inf- investors dot com. I think the match like stock went down a while ago. Anyway, it oh, doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> Number one, we have Trek Passions. This is a dating and social networking website for fans of science fiction and not just Star Trek. So that's <laughs> this is just for nerds. For nerds only, this Amazing. one is. Imagine if Which it was just them. for Star Trek fans. Like, that's so specific. There's a lot of them. There is a lot of them. Especially, like, if this was invented in the sort of, like, 90s... Which I don't know if it is, but, like, that Star Trek had a such... Probably the biggest, like, fan base. Like, it was probably the first yeah. like, fandom. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense. Number two is My420 Mate. This site describes itself as the number one online dating community for cannabis lovers. Oh my god. (laughs) The relaxed lifestyle that most marijuana users enjoy is something to be shared. (laughs) I feel like more than any other sort of vice or whatever, I feel like stoners, it is like so much more integral to their personality. I think it's because you can just sit around and do it every day and still get on with your life. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess I probably nowadays would date someone who isn't a smoker. But back when I was like a big smoker, Mm. I probably wouldn't have dated someone who isn't. No. Just because they probably wouldn't like how I smell of smoke. Yeah. And they wouldn't come outside with me for one. And, you know, I just think that maybe, I guess that sometimes there is vice things that make you kind of incompatible like i guess i really like to drink yeah so if you were with someone who didn't drink it would be yeah difficult yeah like i really do enjoy my wine and um yeah i'm quite passionate about scotch and i don't know i just really like a bevy and i like going out drinking and so i think being with someone who not necessarily someone who just didn't drink but someone who was like against drinking yeah militantly sober or recovering alcoholic total or something i think it probably wouldn't work either because i think i'd always feel like guilty yeah about drinking around them i think i also probably as someone who eats meat maybe wouldn't even eat a v eat a vegan date (laughs) a vegan um because i just you know, for like living with somebody You'd probably and just cooking feel kind meals of together, bad. it's easier if you kind of eat the same stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Definitely. Like, okay, so I'm gonna cook them a fucking separate vegan curry, and then I'm gonna chop up chicken to put in mine, and they, they're gonna have to see like raw meat in the fridge and stuff. Like, yeah. I just think that there's maybe some things about lifestyle, like diet and vices and that kind of thing, that maybe don't collide very well so i guess i can see the appeal of a stoner app i just feel like stoners more than other people do really advertise it (laughs) yeah definitely it's a big deal like patches on their bag or like tattoos of bongs yeah wear a big hat that has like a weird leaf on it (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm saying this about, oh, oh, they do that for wine, but I couldn't do, no, they do that for weed, but I couldn't do that for wine, as if wine mom merch doesn't exist. I was going to say, you just need to get in the wine mom merch, which is, you know, like, I can't even, oh, my day isn't complete without a glass of wine. Or like the coffee mugs that are like, shush, this has wine in it. Oh my god, I love love that. I actually want one of those. They're so <laughs> stupid, and I love them. It's so cringe. It's so much worse than the weed merch stuff. It really They're actually both kind of cringe, but I quite like the weed merch. They're both kind of cringe, but one's slightly more fun, or maybe it's associated more with fun people. I like them both from an ironic standpoint, but especially the weed stuff. It's like you can get like a rolling tray that's like Scooby Doo, but he's like fucking, he's like blasted like his eyes were yeah. red and stuff like that's so funny yeah that shit's good who's done or like that? a bong but the bong's got a little cartoon face and the bong looks stone it's amazing it's incredible really good show stopping great, great content next dating website is clown dating this is a dating website for clowns and the people who Excellent. love them so that's just for clowns I love that there's enough clowns for that to even I love it. I think exist. the thing is, I, I agree. I Actually, I think I would date a clown. I would too. I think I would. Although I do think um, John Wayne Gacy probably gave them a bit bad of a bad rep. rep. Bad rep. And Pennywise. And... They, I, to be fair, clowns got bad rep all round. Yeah, it's a shame because I'm sure they're mostly nice. I think they probably are. They probably are. Next one, sea captain date, just for sea captains. As in gay dating for sea... I guess there's probably sea captain women. Not as many, Uh, though. I... I... I feel like that sounds like a gay app, but... Seacaptaindate.com. Let's have a look. I feel (laughs) like you're about to see pornography (laughs) for some reason. Feels like we're hovering on the precipice of seeing, like... Men in navy outfits with their schlongs out. Just hold on, hold your horsies. <laughs> no, it's got it's got wim- women's on it, ladies. Ah, it's more women sea captains than I thought there was. Yeah, so change your change your viewpoint, man. Yeah, apparently I'm very sexist about the world of sea captains. Sea captains, <laughs> um, specifically next one, sea captains. Mullet passions. <laughs> This website says members typically enjoy such recreational activities as wrestling, country music, and monster trucks. That has very much changed in the recent years. Well, as far as, like, mullet association. Yeah, yeah. Mullet is now, like, gay people. I'm I'm interested to know what mullet passions looks like now as a website. (laughs) It's gonna be, like, one of them HTML sites. Yeah. With, like, glittery, you know. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Right, I'm gonna wrap these up quickly, because I want you to do your last thing. Mm-hmm. Paranormal dates, which is just for people who like conspiracy theories and ghosts and stuff. Sizzle, yeah. which is an a dating app for bacon lovers, which, embarrassing, I hate people oh. who love bacon that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just annoying, they make yeah, a massive why is it deal specifically- out of it. It's, why is it specifically bacon? There's frankly better meats. And also, every, most meat is like bacon. I don't feel like you need a website for it. No, exactly. I could maybe see like a website for meat eaters. Sure. Like full stop. But just Specifically, bacon, bacon is such a niche. Mm. Like how passionate do you have to be about bacon to like sign up for that? People really are passionate about it. Next one, Bristler, 
which is for people who ha- like having a beard or people who want to stroke people people's beards. So it's just wow. for beards, okay. tender for beards. And next one, women behind bars. Here comes a prison pen pal service that connects men with female prisoners who want love and relationships. That kind of rocks, actually. That sort of rocks yeah. and rolls. Next one, gothic match and vampersonals.com, the number one dating site for va- vampires and gothic <sighs> personals. Incredible, iconic, show-stopping. Love that. I bet that's good. Um, I'm going to go, go on, on that in a minute. Date skaters, which is just for skaters. And then the last of one course. is personals, P-U-R-R-Sonals. Um, cat people. So it's for lonely cat ladies. It's the Cat Lovers Social Network. And see, that's like the Sea Captain one. I wish that the personal ones was a lesbian dating app. I pr- to be fair, to be fair, it probably, it probably is. is pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right, you do you do your last thing. I've got two actually. Okay, so these are the weirdest, most what the fuck dating and relationship stats of 2018. I don't find one for any more recent year, so we're going back in time. <laughs> You've a been little busy bit. since then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The world has had more important things. So, the first one. 68% of singles would have rather pooped on the side of the road in front of their significant other than pick up a hitchhiker. What? Which, what kind of poll was asking what? them this? Apparently yeah, roadtrippers.com was asking them That's this. That's the either or. Would you rather pick up a hitchhiker or poop in front of your significant other? Like, I guess I probably would rather poo. Specifically pooing by the side of the road, though, not in your bathroom. Oh, no, I think, mm, I don't know, that's a difficult decision. I think I'd rather pick up a hitchhiker if I'm in the car with my husband. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And I really just would rather not. I still haven't shit in front of him. Why would I have? No, Um, no, well, exactly. And I would like to keep it that way. 68% 68% Yeah, that's fair. that's private. That's for me. That's for me only. Hitchhikers have a bad rap if that's the case, though. Yeah, I think you're probably very unlikely to be killed by a hitchhiker. And this stat comes, this next stat comes from Match.com, which says 37% mm-hmm. of singles found it unattractive to steal a neighbor's internet. <laughs> yeah. It's like using the free Wi-Fi next door. That was a turn off. I think it should be more than that, because that is a turn off for me. That's an ick. That's, That's an, an ick. Pay for your own fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah, A, you're a broke bitch. And two, yeah. your Wi-Fi will be shitty because you're stealing Wi-Fi from, like, the next door, the next house yeah, over. Yeah, and that's also bad because the person who is paying for it is getting their Wi-Fi made worse. Yeah, you're screwing over your neighbor, which I care sort Asshole. of about. But I also care about yeah. the fact that if we try and watch TV at your place, it's gonna, like, buffer. And three, you're broke. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, Three is from sugarcookie.com, which says 11% of men wanted to date someone more after being ghosted by them. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> it's just kind of sad. sad. Um, what's your price.com said 68% of singles aged 18 to 34 would have gotten high on a first date. So, as in smoking together. Oh. Which is high. I have done that. I've done I that too. I have done that, and it was a mistake. Like Massive I went to mistake. the woods with a random man and smoked a zoo, and it was a bad <laughs> idea. It's a terrible idea. I've actually done that twice. I've done it a bunch of times. I'm I'm not really good company when I'm stoned either, so I wouldn't no, do it I'm again. No, awful company. I just get paranoid. But apparently, lots of us are stoners. Uh, well, there you go. 
uh, from neck to sleep, 74% of couples brought a brand new mattress when they began their relationship. That's a lot of people buying new mattresses. It's expensive. These are so expensive. And it says because of this reason. Oh, because of an, it's called a new relationship cleanse. It's like a phenomenon. But 74% of people are doing that? That's a lot. I'd never even thought about doing that. No, we did get a new mattress this year, but I guess we've constantly been getting new mattresses, but that is because we moved country and then our house burnt down. So it wasn't- Yeah, that's kind of a different- bullshit scenario <laughs> relationship cleanse shit your your <laughs> ex has not been absorbed well maybe they have been absorbed by your mattress but you know it's all right yeah <laughs> that mattresses mm. are like thousands for a really good one so no i'm holding on to the one so i've no, got jesus christ for joking? a very long time yeah what are you doing to them yeah literally are you not using sheets are you is that why they're ruined um Disgusting. all right from nutaku uh, 23% of males injured themselves while masturbating. So a quarter of men have injured themselves oh, while what? masturbating. But, like, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? I don't, I don't know. Sounding. <laughs> oh, God. Not a sounding. Hot Octopus says that married people living in Montana, North Dakota, and Nebraska search the most frequently for sex toys online. <laughs> Apparently, cold oh, good states. Yeah, snowed in. It's just better to do. Shit up there. <laughs> just pine good trees and pine trees, snow and mountains. Yeah, might as well get a fucking sounding rod. <laughs> Uh, Match.com said 29% of singles found it more attractive if their date had an iPhone. Oh, ew. I've ne- I think it's that's an ick for me, personally. Androids are an ick for me. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's an so ick for cause... me because I hate the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> I have an iPhone, and so I prefer it if people I know have an iPhone so that I can text them like, for free using, like, iMessage, and I can, like, airdrop stuff to you, and also I do like the airdrop feature. I've only ever had one iPhone, and it was an iPhone 3G, or whatever they were called, <laughs> 3GS, when I was 12. I love my, I love my phone. I'm, and um, it was green. iPhone till I die, sadly, even though I know Apple's terrible. <laughs> um, Highspeedinternet.com said people in Alaska were the most likely to be catfished, which kind of tracks from what i know of alaska that makes perfect sense not much going on out there tulo.com said one in three men prefer to be the little spoon Aww, you go for it fellas poor little guys (laughs) um live nation said 10 percent of singles valued live music over sex what that's a really weird combination like a comparison yeah i don't yeah (laughs) quite different things they're they're very different and also, I don't, I disagree. I find live music to be, unless it's like, you know, a nice little like acoustic sesh or something, I find like big gigs to be very stressful. I so, love live music, but like. As an introvert, I favor sex. <laughs> understandable. Uh, Ranker says that the top three deal breakers in LA were practicing Scientology, crashing on someone else's couch, and carrying a small dog in your purse. <laughs> Yeah, that's understandable, being a Scientologist. <laughs> Especially the Scientologist and, you know, the sort of essentially being homeless and living on someone's couch. The, I think 
I would actually like to go on a date with somebody who had a little dog. Like if I go on yeah, a date and, and a, you can carry it around everywhere you go and someone sits across from me and there's a little dog in a purse. That's a suddenly a way more exciting date than it was going to be. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. By far. Um, Forloco.com says that Denver was the thirstiest city in America, as in they all really want to get laid. So people said that they were like thinking about sex and wanted sex more often in Denver. What the fuck (laughs) is happening in Denver? Don't know. It's that fucking airport, I'm telling you. (laughs) The airport with a giant blue horse outside with a massive penis. It's like hypnotizing (laughs) everyone. It's not right. Something really bad is going on there, and I think we need to start talking about it <laughs> forgot about that um fucked up match.com said that 22 percent of singles used their partner's toothbrush and 76 percent oh! never told their partner ah! that's really scared how me many? actually how many people have used my toothbrush secretly how many people how many what was the percentage 22 percent. so a quarter of people <gasps> have used their partner's toothbrush and then Three quarters of them never told their partner. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of anything worse. All right. And housemethod.com says that 30% of women snooped in their partner's undie drawer. What? Why? What are you going to find in there? Underwear? Boxes? Maybe porn? Maybe I'm just a really suspicious person. I've never snooped in anyone's stuff ever. It's like people who are always like, oh, I want to look on my partner's phone to make sure they're not texting other bitches. I'm always like, I... If I look on Catherine's phone, the worst thing I'm going to find is that she's like searched, she's got like 20 tabs open (laughs) about like Garfield law. Like it's not going to be... Like I just, I have, I just don't feel the need to ever look at her phone ever or search through her drawers. Is a really weird thing to do. (laughs) Me and Brendan sort of accidentally shared each other's cloud for a hot moment. Yeah, like it doesn't currently update anymore. But like his old photos that he once uploaded to my laptop kind of all went onto my cloud. So I saw all of the photos that were on his phone. Yeah, they were literally just pictures of plants and selfies with the dogs (laughs) yeah like maybe if you're that suspicious about your partner looking at really weird shit on the internet or like taking like texting other people having other people's nudes maybe you should break up with them because they sound like an asshole yeah for real not worried at all about what my partner has on her phone yeah (laughs) like it's gonna be nothing bad (laughs) And then the last fact, which is also from highspeedinternet.com, was 187 million was the total amount that all catfished victims lost in 2018. <gasps> Again, um, it's a lot. maybe I'm just better than everyone, but uh, <laughs> I would ne- personally never fall for a catfish. Literally, maybe I'm built different, but I would never send money to somebody I didn't <laughs> know in person. Maybe I'm just built different. But if I, some guy, I, in fact, I got a message from someone on Facebook earlier today that's in my like request right now from someone called Prince something or other. And I was like, oh, you're not yeah. going to fucking get me, man. <laughs> but yeah, how are people falling for this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do another quick one. And then I've got a question mm-hmm. for you and then we're done. All right, so this article is on OkCupid. Um, and it's called Be Thine, A History of Courtship Traditions. And it's just six acts of love that have not withstood the test of time. 
<laughs> so first we've got sacrifice and slap. During Lupercalia, an ancient Roman festival during the first century, Romans would sacrifice a ghost and dog and then whip the women with the hides. The women willingly lined up, believing that this would boost fertility. Holy shit. That's not very nice. <laughs> no, it's not very Maybe sexy. consenting to it, but like, what? <laughs> um... And then we've got Heart on Your Sleeve. At a festival honoring Juno, 5th century Roman soldiers would draw the names of eligible women to see who would be their lucky bedmate for the year. Once chosen, the man would then wear her name on his sleeve for the festival. That's nice. Yeah. That's quite sweet, actually. It is quite romantic. Maybe I should just start sewing my girlfriend's name onto, like, all of my clothes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. (laughs) That would be nice. I like that too. Okay, I won't give all of these, but like, okay, Cupid has like modern dating statistics to like contrast these. And so yeah. it says forty nine percent of people nowadays say that their actions are guided by their head. Forty nine percent say their heart, and two percent say their genitalia. <laughs> Yay! Um, The next one is one a spoon. In 17th century Wales, men would create detailed hand-carved love spoons for ladies they admired. I love love spoons. If the woman accepted the spoon, the courtship was on. It's so cute. I mean, we're next to where I am currently is right next to Wales. And so I'm familiar with the love spoon. Me too. Um, And also... On OKCupid today, here's a breakdown of people's favorite spooning positions. All spoons, as in either, no preference, is 56% of people, 25% prefer big spoon, 18% prefer small spoon, and don't touch me is the final 1%. (laughs) I'm don't touch me. I'm small spoon or don't touch me. I cannot fucking sleep if I'm being Oh, not sleeping, but if we're just, like, oh, kind of okay. chilling, watching TV just sort chilling. of vibe. Just yeah. chilling, I'll be Big Spoon. Oh, okay. I hate being Big Spoon. Hmm. But that's because Brendan is quite a lot sort of broader than me, so if I Big Spooned him, <laughs> I would not be able to see the telly or my phone or anything. If I'm Little Spoon, <laughs> I can be on my phone, which is important to me. Um, and yeah. then we've got old school sexting. In order to talk in privacy whilst the present whilst in the presence of family members, 18th century New England couples used a courting stick, a lot a six foot long hollow tube that allowed them to privately exchange romantic whispers, which is not very subtle <laughs> as it goes. Big court big stick that you whisper through. Yeah, like the, yeah. the family's about, so we won't be we won't be secret about like whisper and raunchy things oh yeah whap the fucking massive courting stick out (laughs) yeah that'll do it that'll do it that's nice and secretive um and then we've got an apple a day makes the suitors stay in 19th century austria women at balls would shove apples under their armpits and dance for male suitors once the apples were drenched in underarm sweat they would then offer them to the men that they fancied Ah! yum Ah! i don't know if they ate them that is not clear to me or just had them or just just kept them i imagine they ate them i imagine that's gotta be Oh, I can't even imagine no, the, taste, <laughs> the taste profile <laughs> of that. It's a really is wet wrong. apple. <laughs> They're a really soggy bo apple, and you know, what? I mean, these bitches weren't using deodorant. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, that's so, so gross. The nineteenth century. That's fucked up. That's, that's disgusting. Fucked. 
And so <laughs> now I just have one final question for you. Where yes. is your ideal first date? If you could go anywhere on a first date uh, with like a, you know, someone that you don't know, where would you yeah. go? Ideal first date, someone you don't know. Or you know a little bit, like you've messaged them or you've yeah, known them a little bit as a friend. Date. You don't know them date. very well. You're not yeah. already dating. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like dinner, to be honest, because it gives you a chance to it's, talk. It's a classic. Like I mean, I also am a big fan of dinner and a movie. I was about to say, dinner and a film. Dinner and a movie. Because I feel like I can really tell if I'm going to like them based on if they like the same movies as me. Yeah. And yeah, dinner's a good way because you can have a drink to kind to take your nerves off kind of thing. Yeah. But you don't get like pissed because you're eating at the same time. And you can talk about food and I think it's a good good time to chat and then you get to shut up for like two hours whilst you're watching a movie and then you can share some opinions and then yeah i think i think dinner and a film's a classic i, I think also, maybe my dream would be dinner dinner movie then bar i agree oh, dinner movie then bar is a really good trifecta That's but only invite date. them to the bar if the first two have if gone, it's going if the well. first two steps have gone well and you come out of the movie yeah. you're chatting about your opinions on the movie you want to hear more of what they have to say you go oh do you have time yeah, to like, go let's go there's a bar nearby that i like yeah that's a really good way to i think solidify yeah. a second date definitely um <laughs> i would also say the zoo the zoo i was gonna say the zoo also i love the zoo because I, I'm really passionate about the zoo. I'm enthusiastic when I'm there. There's a lot of things to I look at and animals. talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that would be easy to make conversation and that sort of thing. I really want to take Catherine to the zoo so badly. I'm going to go to the zoo soon. I, I want to go to the zoo. Um, yeah, I asked this question because I read Metro a Metro article that was ranking first idea dates best to worst. Yeah. So worst was uh, the park for a morning jog, which... Well, yeah. yeah, of course, you can't talk or anything. And also, that's only if you're good at jogging. Yeah. And then there was like McDonald's, Subway, KFC, because that's not impressive yeah. or like a nice place to go. No. Uh, the parents' house, too soon. The club, you can't oh, hear God. each other, which I agree about the club. Do not try and take me to the club yeah. for a first date. No, no way. The park not. with no specified activity and it's like not the daytime. Very murdery. Yeah. Camping, murdery. Very, murdery, very creepy. Their friend's yeah. house, lame. Their house, they're trying to just have sex with you. Yeah. The beach, depends on the weather in britain i feel like the beach is massively a no-go in australia maybe but i don't really like getting sandy or wet so it's not for me no i'd go for like a walk on the beach as like an after date activity yeah um and then to a conventional class based on their interests is sort of mid because they say it's self-centered but i don't know i think i'd like to go to like if someone was like i really like pottery do you want to come to a pottery class with me i'd be like that's cool. lovely that would be lovely i guess it depends on whether they have the intention of like showing off yeah i guess it always just depends on their intentions but that goes for kind of but any I, of these. even if they were trying to show off i think i would be impressed if someone took me to a pottery class and we made pottery together and then they made like an amazing mug and then like gave it to me yeah that's sick 
I would be wooed That's a by really that. good idea. If anyone needs to, some first date ideas, use that one. That's great. And then there's a bunch of other stuff, and we start to get a little bit better. We get the cinema, a picnic, the pub, a food market, bowling, the zoo, a coffee shop, Nando's, and then anywhere Nando's with puppies. Nando's is at the top. The top two are anywhere with puppies and then Nando's. Yes, of course it is. Um, Metro.co.uk. Thank you. I'll give you the Nando's description. Perfection. A sit-down meal, but with no casual... But with a casual edge. No need for forced interactions with a waiter. No awkward bill at the end. You can get it out of the way before eating. On budget, delicious and customizable, we could go on. Nando's was clearly invented for dates. It's the best date location ever. That's uh, sad. That isn't. That's sad. That is a complete lie. That is a fabrication. I will not fucking hear any more about it. Because you might as well just <laughs> say Weatherspoons then. Literally, Weatherspoons operates oh, yeah. in exactly the same way. Weatherspoons is so sad. romantic because there's no waiter. You know what is romantic? Having a fucking waiter who can bring you a bottle of wine in an ice bucket. Yeah, and stuff. that's that's real. That's real romance right there. And also, what if you go on a first date to Nando's and you get stood up? No one will ever know. You'll just look like a fucking loner. I. I I just can't see any romance about going to Nando's. I'll say it. What is wrong with it? What the fuck is going on? Nando's is the best date location ever. Have you been to um any other restaurant like with good food? Ah, well, that's the British. That is the British public for you, and I love the British public, but I do have to disagree with them on this particular call. I feel like I have to disagree with them on a lot of food things. <laughs> I'm, oh, I definitely do, but I think we are going to have to call it there. Oh yeah, no, um, the fact that someone has said that Nando's is the best date lo- first date location, just full stop, has made that me- That summarizes it. I'm wiped out now, and so I reckon yeah. it's time to hit the beach and have a cocktail. If you want to surf with us again, we'll be back in two weeks. Our next topic is fashion. And everything that comes with it, from finding your signature look to the history of the high heel. Thank you to our editor, Beck Gray, our executive producer, Brendan Hill, and the composer of our theme song, Phantom Fun, Jonathan Boyle. We've been the Web Surfers. See you next time. Bye! Bye!